Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Getting Skin Smith with Faceplant Aesthetics. My name is Lauren and today I'm sharing 10 lessons I've learned. So this episode is inspired by my friend Taylor at Inner Peace Esthetician on Instagram. She also has her own podcast called the Skin and Soul Podcast. She's so cute guys, um, but she has shared in previous podcast episodes lessons she's learned as an esthetician um and I'm kind of inspired by that to share a few of my own I'm only going to share 10 because I've definitely learned and continue to learn so many but I'm only going to share 10 in this episode because I want to make sure I'm able to expand behind these lessons and give you from my personal experience my train of thought behind these lessons and how they affected me as an esthetician as a business owner and as a person so we're just gonna get right into it (laughs) Um, I am mere days away, guys, from having a baby. There's potential I could go into labor while recording this. So, (laughs) if there's no episode next week, (laughs) it's because I wasn't able to pre-record an episode during baby week. (laughs) So, um, just wanted to make sure I put that out there real quick. But let's get into these lessons. So, first lesson this is something that I know other estheticians will say and preach by. I know I've talked about it a little bit here and there on stories and went on on Instagram, but I want to put it out here on the podcast. First lesson, don't try to take every client. You're not for every client, nor is every client for you. So what I mean by this is when I first started my business, I was wanting to take anyone and everyone that showed interest in being a potential client. And I did. And yes, that was a good thing in a way because it did help my business grow. But at the same time, even though those people, like some of these people, a small amount (laughs) were coming in, there were some people that I, I was getting so stressed out about because they were not my target ideal clientele for one reason or another whether that was because of the kind of services they wanted from me or maybe it was just personality wise we didn't vibe or maybe they didn't respect boundaries and policies of mine whatever it may have been um I've learned that yeah having a lot of clients come in as many as you can have insured may help your business grow at first later on it might cause you more stress. It might actually hurt your business, whatever it may be. So just (laughs) don't try to take every client. This is why consultations are so important, why I I stress, and this is going to be later down in the episode talking about uh, consults, why I stress doing a consult for every new client uh, before even doing a treatment. Because you just want to make sure that they are your ideal clientele, especially if you're really in the business of corrective skincare and wellness and whatnot. So yeah, the next one, I think this kind of goes hand in hand. It is, you are the expert. And I put this in all caps because I feel like, and I am a people pleaser. (laughs) My husband reminds me of this all the time. My best friend does. I've had clients tell me I'm a people pleaser. Uh, I am, I'm a people pleaser. And there have been times where, You know, I have my beliefs as an esthetician with certain things when it comes to the industry, when it comes to getting your results, certain treatments that work. Um, You know, I preach you need to be on good skincare, whatever it may be. 
and maybe I had a new client come in for a consult and to please them because I wanted to keep them longer down the road. Maybe I was like, yeah, like you could probably use this product that isn't great for a little bit longer until you run out whatever it is when I was first starting out. And you know what? That client later on ended up not being a great client anyway. So you are the expert. If you have your beliefs, you have your policies. If a client is coming into you for your expert advice, for your expert opinion, know that you are the expert. So like you can put your foot down if a client comes in and you're telling them what you're telling them <laughs> based off of your consultation, based off of their intake forms, based off of a skin analysis, whatever. Stick to your guns with it, okay? I had, <laughs> I, I think it was about eight or nine months into my business, maybe a little bit less than that. But I had a client come in for a consultation and she had expressed she had, she really wanted help with her acne. This is again like a year and a half ago at least. She really wanted to help with her acne and whatnot. And great, as a certified acne expert, and with having several clients, so many clients we've cleared and continued to work on clearing at FPE with Acne Bootcamp, I knew I was going to be able to help her as long as, you know, she was going to be able to adhere to my expert advice, expert opinion, and all of my expertise when it came to her regimen and all that. But basically, when she came in for the consultation, she had told me she was using, I think it was, I want to say it was Proactive, guys. And Proactive is not a great brand, by the way. Not great skincare products. I even used it during my acne days for like a little bit. No bueno, not good. But she basically came to the consultation wanting me to validate her Proactive routine. And she did have acne concerns. Again, she had a grade three acne, so somewhat more on the severe side. And obviously her proactive wasn't working because if it was, she wouldn't have booked the consultation in the first place. And I was trying to educate her, but like be softer with it and be like, yeah, I can understand why you may think that. But no, um, I should have just been, listen, I'm the expert here. You came here for a reason. I'm giving you my expert like advice, my expert opinion. I'm educating you. These are the facts when it comes to this skincare line, how it's affecting your skin. And at this point, now, later on, and I continue to learn this, sometimes I revert back to being more of a people pleaser, but I've had several times where clients come in for a consult and I, I'm getting their vibes and I just straight up say, listen, I'm the expert. If what you were doing at home was working for you, you wouldn't be here in the first place. So you need to listen to me. I've become more blunt. So stick to your guns as the expert, okay? <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> Trust in yourself, believe in yourself. And plus, it'll allow you to have the right clientele for you. Okay, Um, I mentioned consults. Lesson number three, consults are everything. At Faceplant Aesthetics, we require all new clients to have a consultation. If a potential new client doesn't want a consultation, maybe they really just want to get in for a quick treatment, or they're like, well, you're doing this deal on this treatment no I haven't had a consultation with you before but I really want to get this hydrofacial special or whatever it may be well I'm sorry but there's so much more that goes into your skin we want to get your results so no a consultation is required because again at face plus sex we are primarily a results driven practice so 
we need to do a consultation because where you're going to get your results is from having a really thorough, good consultation with us, getting on a good regimen. And again, a little mini lesson. Remember, estheticians and business owner spas, we make less off of our product sales than we do our services. So when we're telling you to buy the products, we're making less compared to we're telling you to do a service for the most part, okay? So it's not us trying to make more money off of you by telling you to get a regimen because definitely not getting more money off of you. But um, consultations are everything. It also cover your butt. (laughs) You want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence as the expert, as the one that's liable. You're not risking anything. You don't want to be going based off of a quick little consult of, no, I don't have any allergies. No, I don't think I've ever been irritated by a product. Put something on somebody's skin find out, oh, actually, I have had a sensitivity to salicylic acid before. Oh my gosh, the salicylic acid is in the hydro... Like, you know what I mean? So, consults are everything. Do not compromise on that. Again, if you're a results-driven practice, I hope you're doing consultations before doing any kind of treatment on your clients. I've been lenient with this in the past, and if I'm looking at my clientele list, I can tell you the ones I've retained the best as clients are the ones I was strict and we did the consult first again when I was starting out I wasn't as strict with this even though I did have a belief in it I was just taking clients for custom facials or whatever it may have been because I want to get clients in and a lot of those clients are still clients of mine and they're really great clients but moving forward from when I really started to instill this practice instill this belief into FPE it's really come in handy and yeah maybe it's prevented us from having a couple new clients or whatever it may have been, but in the long run, they're not the clients for us anyway, because if they can't <laughs> adhere to a simple consultation where really that's going to benefit them a ton, um, don't underestimate a consultation, then they're not the client for us at FPE. So consults are everything. Don't compromise on them. <laughs> okay, I think that was what? Number three. Yeah, number four. Be strict with your boundaries and your clients will respect you more. Um, Again, people pleaser, as estheticians, especially if we are solo or own our own businesses, I'm sure you guys can relate that we empathize with our clients. We want to help them out. We want to get them their results or we just want to give them a relaxing time if you are more um, just providing that experience for your clientele, whatever it may be. We're such people pleasers, right? But um, with that comes comes the downside, I'm like trying to think of how to even phrase this, of sacrificing boundaries. I have had times, and this is not an exaggeration, guys, (laughs) where I have been up 4 a.m. responding to a client who decided to text me at 4 a.m., a question or whatever it may have been. And I felt like I had to respond to them right away. I'm a light sleeper. Any ding, any vibration, whatever is going to wake me up, especially on the work phone, because I know this is a client. And so in the past, there were, there have been times where literally, oh, a ding at three, 4 a.m. Oh my gosh, I got to respond to this client right away. They're up. They're sending me this text at this time. So I need to be available for them. What? (laughs) Um, and because and like I even like have posted in the past and 
You know, I even will tell my clients, hey, I'm not on my phone after hours, before hours or on weekends or whatever. And sometimes like, sure, if I happen to have my work phone on me, I will respond or whatever. But not at 4 a.m. Um, and I've learned my lesson with that. And especially beyond maternity leave now, I kind of am like, nope, this isn't my office hours. I'm not responding to this text until office hours tomorrow. Whatever it is. Um, but I found that those people that were texting me at 4 a.m., I felt the need that I had to respond to them at that time. And this, again, isn't always the case, but for some of them, you know, texting me in the middle of the night because they need an answer right away, even though I was asleep and you know, living my life, sleeping, whatever it is. Um, I found that those were the clients that then kind of walked all over me um, later on with policies, like canceling on me last minute, getting upset when I mentioned, hey, we actually have a cancellation policy. You can't just do this. Well, I'm not paying that. That's ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. Those clients that I've, you know, let know my boundaries first and foremost, um, and I stick to it, like, you know, I see they send a text when I'm off the clock or whatever. Next day, hey, like, so sorry I wasn't on the clock then, but I am now. Here's my response. Oh, no, I totally get it. Those clients are the ones that overall respect you and your boundaries and your policies more. So if you're telling yourself you're only going to work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you're not going to touch your phone unless, again, maybe it's an emergency for your, for clients on your days off, don't do it. Your clients will respect you in the long run because you set those boundaries. Um, so be strict with them and your clients will respect you more. You're, you're running a business, you know? (laughs) All right. And then this is what? Number five, I keep losing count. (laughs) It's okay. If your business changes paths or if you change goals with your business or change product, whatever it may be, it's okay. You don't always have to if you lose focus or if you lose a desire to be doing a certain treatment or if you're like, you know what? I actually don't see the benefit in doing and using this brand or offering this brand anymore. It just doesn't align with what my new goals are as a business or whatever it may be. Don't feel guilty about that. It's okay if your business changes paths. Um, I've kind of hinted at this, talked about this. I think more so actually on the podcast openly compared to like on Instagram. I know I've mentioned it on Instagram. But on the podcast, like I mentioned, we're bringing on a laser. We're bringing on the Vizia um, skin analysis. We're bringing on hair analysis. So epigenetic hair analysis, more wellness things. Like I've been working on these certifications and getting the, the funding and saving the funding and all that for all these things for a very, very long time. And with adding these new things to the business, it is causing me to have to change my own focuses as the esthetician as the business owner and as soon to be the one that's mostly going to be doing the wellness side of things because I'm the only one at FPE at least for now that's gonna be certified to those things it's okay if that changes like if my business path changes again that's kind of the fun of being in the business is you can keep growing according to what new research you do what new things you learn what new things align with your beliefs at that point of your life so don't dwell too much on my clients aren't gonna like me anymore because you know I never posted about sharing nutritional stuff before and now all of a sudden I am like they're gonna be like oh my gosh Lauren's gonna be on me about being healthy blah 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 
<laughs> and guys, that has been a concern of mine is that by focusing more on overall nutrition and wellness that maybe it's going to bother some people. But again, I've, because of things in my life, started to care about those things more, want to implement them in my business because I believe in how they will affect my clients, my clients' skin, their results, the treatments, everything. So it's okay if your business changes paths. It's okay if you decide to part ways with using a certain brand for home care or using a certain brand even for treatments, guys. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Next one, hustle culture can be toxic. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Hustle culture can be toxic. And I know... Um, you know, I know I've posted times where I'm like, yeah, I'm working like crazy, you know, even on my days off or whatever. And everybody's different. I love what I do. I love working. Like beyond maternity leave, I've gone a little crazy because what I do, I don't consider work the majority of the time. But at the same time, I recognize, oh my gosh, I'm burning myself out trying to keep up with the next person. Like, oh my gosh, like, Clients are asking me, Lauren, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? You've mentioned this. When, when is it happening? When is it happening? And like, oh my gosh, Lauren, maybe you should offer this sooner than you were planning because the demand for it is there. You got to hustle. You got to hustle so you can meet those meet needs or demands or whatever it is. Um, and I've compromised like rest. I've compromised, you know, just enjoying life because of that or comparing myself to another person. Like, oh my gosh, that person's hustling so much right now. When I'm taking a break, look at them go. Maybe I shouldn't be taking a break right now, even though I was just hustling two weeks ago and got 20 new clients, whatever it is, you know? Um, It's toxic. Find what works for you. Make sure you have a good balance. And again, if you are the kind of person, similar to me, where you do genuinely like to work more, just find a boundary within that so you're not working yourself to the bone with that especially because going into the next lesson learned social media truly is a highlight reel a lot of times we're seeing hustle culture on instagram like people posting their schedules and i actually love seeing people's schedules because it's fun to see what kind of treatments people are doing what's working for them what not um but at the same time if i'm having a slower week and i'm only having I don't know, 12 clients, let's say, and the other person's having 30 that week. <laughs> like I'm, I'm comparing myself on social media. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a, I'm a loser. I'm not doing so good. And that's just, I just happen to be having a slower week. That happens. Um, so again, going with the hustle culture, the next lesson is social media is a highlight reel. So take it kind of with a grain of salt, learn from it, ask questions, reach out to those people like, oh my gosh, what are you doing to get this busy? Turn it into a learning lesson. Like maybe they're marketing a certain way or whatever. Don't just be like, oh my gosh, they're working so good. So people like them more and I'm, nobody likes me. (laughs) Don't go into that downward spiral. I've done it. I do it every now and then too. Um, Don't go into that downward spiral, either step away from your phone, step away from social media, whatever. Or turn it into a learning lesson. Message that person. Hey, how are you? Again, how are you getting this many clients booked for the buyer repeal? Whatever it is. Okay. Social media truly is a higher late reel, guys. Um, I know 
even I have shown certain times like me crying a bunch throughout my pregnancy or me showing from time to time when my skin isn't doing its greatest. But even then, that is surface level of what actually is going on in my life. (laughs) So that's another lesson. I kind of touched base on this a little bit just now too, but the next lesson, you're not always going to be 100% busy and booked 100% of the time. Um, (laughs) I think again, if we're comparing ourselves to other estheticians, looking at their daily schedule, saying, oh my gosh, they have 16 clients and I only have two today. What am I doing wrong? Whatever. Remember that depending on your area, what's going on in your life, your clientele, the product, the treatments you're doing, whatever it may be, there are slower times, time of year, maybe your clients' financials just aren't lining up right now. Like, whatever it is, you are not, and guys, even me, going to be 100% booked and busy 100% of the time. (laughs) And if you have those times where, oh my gosh, well, ideally, I'd like to have six clients today, but I only have three. Great, still be on the clock because you have those hours set that you would hopefully be taking clients and do something else instead to grow your business or to educate yourself more or whatever it is. Again, social media plays a lot into this where it seems like people are so, so busy all the time, but may not always be the case. Also, on top of that, what is super busy to one person may not be super busy to another. So (laughs) before pregnancy... For me, I didn't feel like I was a a busy and booked esthetician unless I was doing minimum, minimum eight clients a day, five days a week, four and a half days a week, whatever it was. That's a lot of clients me doing that many days a week. I was, and I was again, working myself to the bone. And to me, I was like, oh, I only had five today instead of my eight. Not a good day. What do you mean? Not a good day. You still had five clients come in today, Lauren. Like what? Like it's ridiculous. So at the time, like my goals were to have that many clients. And I know I've had days where I've had, yeah, 14 clients in the past, but I think again, pregnancy has affected this a ton and just, and just really appreciating and therapy. (laughs) Um, appreciating having more time to enjoy my life my 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 goals have changed in that and like you know what I actually like only taking about four to six clients a day depending on the treatment I'm doing maybe even less or maybe there are days where I want more like remember that everybody's ideal successful day or like successful amount of clients is different decide what works best for you and what your goals are and just pay attention to that not what other people are doing going into the hustle culture thing again don't feel like because your goal is to have five clients a day even though you're meeting those needs because somebody else is doing seven clients a day you need to do seven as well otherwise you're going to look like you're not successful that's not true success cannot be defined um in comparison to another person success should only be defined in what how it is for you so hopefully I explain that honestly pregnancy brain has been so hard guys but yeah (laughs) you're not again guys I've been in the industry 
own my business now. We're coming up at P's second birthday is on the 31st, so two years. There are still days where I'm not 100% booked and busy 100% of the time. And that is okay. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're failing. It doesn't mean <laughs> it's going to keep dropping and dipping and whatever. It's just that's how it is at that moment. Keep working. Keep doing your best. And it'll be fine. Okay, I think we have two more left. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> if a client cancels, don't assume it's because you're bad at your job or they don't like you, <laughs> which is always where my mind goes. Oh, they don't like me anymore because they canceled. <laughs> That's not true, guys. Like, you don't know what's going on in that person's life. Maybe, you know, maybe they they don't have in the budget anymore um, to come in for their treatment. So they just had to cancel. A lot of times my clients will reach out to me personally and say, Lauren, I have to cancel because of X, Y, and Z reason. I'm so sorry and whatnot. Um, but, you know, sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes they just go into their profile or their um, reminder and they press cancel or whatever. Don't give any explanation. But unless it's against your policies, maybe not in the time frame, honestly, they don't owe you an explanation. Again, if somebody's canceling a week out, that's well in advance of what my policy requires. Don't assume that they hate you. <laughs> um, again, it might be a financial thing. It might be they got sick. It might be that they had some important family or friend stuff or whatever maybe come up. Uh, maybe a last minute trip. Don't think because a client cancels that you're bad at your job or they don't like you or whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> Again, take it as an opportunity to work, get a new client in at that slot. Or if you don't get a client in at that spot, maybe you didn't have a lunch break. Close it off for lunch break now, which I have done because I've been bad about lunch breaks in the past. Um, and sometimes forget, I guess on maternity leave, but would forget even up until I started maternity leave. Things like that. Don't stress about it. Again, keep your head up. Keep grinding give yourself grace. You'll be fine. Okay. And number 10, and this is something that I'm kind of learning more and more right now, just with things that are going on with FPE that I've kind of talked about a little bit. Also things that are going on in the background of FPE and the new direction FPE is going into and all that. Um, but number 10, sometimes taking a step back will help your business grow. Okay. Let me repeat that. Sometimes taking a step back will help your business grow. And there's a couple of things that go into this one, this final one for today. So first and foremost, taking a vacation, giving yourself the mental and physical rest will allow you to be a better provider. I wholeheartedly believe that. So that's part of what I mean there. But also, specifically speaking to any business owners, maybe you have some employees, or maybe you're a solo SD who wants to own a business, have employees, whatever it may be. Speaking more to towards those that are similar to me with my situation, you know, it's me, I have our esthetician Casey, and then we have Jocelyn. And something I've learned in this aspect is being the business owner, I have so much on my plate, so much I'm trying to do to help clients, help the business, grow in so many ways <laughs> um but wearing so many hats and stretching myself thin 
might affect the quality in what I'm doing to run my business and, you know, help it grow, help my clients and whatnot. So sometimes taking a step back or maybe hiring out for other professionals to do certain things for me. So that way I can focus and specialize in other things. It will help the business grow because you're not stretching yourself too thin. You're not compromising quality of whatever it is with your business. So for example, with FPE, um, and with this new stage in my life with having a baby soon, I'm not going to be working myself five days a week, four and a half days a week, whatever it was before. I plan first off coming back from maternity leave, probably only two, two and a half days to start. I'm still going to be in the groove of getting used to a baby and everything. And then maybe I think I'm going to actually start capping it once I do come back, quote unquote, full time, three and a half ish days a week, taking clients and whatnot. And while treatment wise, that is going to be causing me to take a step back a bit. In a way, it helps my business grow because having only those certain days, again, this is as a business owner where I'm going to be doing the treatments allows me for those other days where I have more freedom to not only have a life, (laughs) but to do the back end of things, guys. Like I'm going to, I'm in meetings now. I'm (laughs) talking with reps. I have to do more of the back and stuff more and more, you know, payroll, ordering, and staying on top of retail. And sometimes that can be chaotic wearing all the hats right now. So um, I've learned and I am learning that I'm probably going to have to take some steps back in some area of my business in order to help the business grow. But that's a good thing. So just remember that that sometimes is the case for you and your business if you're trying to grow and that's okay also going along with it with me being IHP certified nutritionist certified and offering hair scans within the next couple months and honestly just depends on when I get trained from the company to do them because they told me they couldn't train me and get me the equipment until sometime September or October um otherwise I'd be offering it right away when I come back from maternity leave but um because I'll be the only one offering that, at least currently at FPE, that means I am going to have to pull back from other areas of the business so I can offer that to our clients in conjunction with the treatments I'll still perform on them or my, or Casey or other future estheticians will perform on them. So um, again, remember, sometimes taking a step back will help your business grow and that is okay. But Those are 10 lessons I've learned so far. Again, I have so many others and can probably do more episodes in the future, but those were just what's been on my mind when I was writing up my notes on the lessons for this episode. I'm so thankful that you listened to my little tangents today. Uh, Hopefully you learned a little something or you want to chat more about something, whatever it is. I try to be as available as possible and answer any questions. However, guys, I will say... I am on maternity leave, so when it comes to Instagram, DMs, whatever it is, text messages, TikTok messages, whatever, no, I haven't been the best on responding, nor am I probably going to be for the next little bit. Probably when I have time, when I have the energy, the mental capacity while maternity leave, yes, I will respond to you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Share some of your lessons you've learned. Send me a message, whatever it is on Instagram. 
but <laughs> please don't take any offense if I take weeks, days, whatever it is to respond, because again, <laughs> I'm on maternity leave and need to focus on that because this is different for me. I've never been a mom before, so, and I will be in just a matter of days. So <laughs> give me grace there, please. But I still want to hear from you guys. I promise eventually we'll get back to you. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, but I'm so thankful for you listening to today's episode. I hope you guys stay safe. I'm thankful that you invited me into your life this week to listen to my 10 tangents. Probably a little bit more than that. Um, and I love you all. Have a great rest of your week. And I will talk with you in the next episode. Bye.